This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. We're back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Wednesday. And we had a great way to start the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs last night. The Avs in overtime get through. They win, as you heard right there. Let's talk some hockey and some golf. We'll get to the PGA Championship with Jeff Davis of Circus Sports. He's on with us right now on the Roman guest line. Uh, Jeff, let's start with the hockey. You heard it last night. Obviously watched it last night. And really what was interesting about last night's games compared to the first round, the unders came in last night. A lot of overs in the first round of the postseason. And the unders came in last night. Do you think we're about to see this shift here where we go to more unders moving forward in the playoffs after a first round of uh, of mostly overs? You know, I don't think so. I, I You can't put a lot of stock in a two games. The sample size is awfully small. Uh, the totals for game one in these two series opened awfully high. Uh, they both took under money, but I think that plays into a lot of how high the total opened in and of itself. So putting too much stock over the course of a series into one game probably isn't the the most successful angle, but uh, I haven't really put enough thought into it to make a decision one way or another. But yeah, I wouldn't. I, I'll never take too much from one game. Uh, Jeff, where are you guys over at Circa with your cup odds? Obviously, everyone has the abs as uh, the standaway runaway favorite at the moment, but uh, it, the market seems to be pretty close, uh, two through five. Yeah, we're plus sixty on the avalanche to win the cup, but after that, uh, the Lightning, the Panthers, and the Flames are between plus 465 and plus 620. Uh, I also missed the Hurricanes in there. Hurricanes, five and a half to one. So those four teams, uh, really close. Uh, I, I think Calgary is going to handle Edmonton uh, in five or six games. And I think the Calgary-Colorado series is something a lot of people have been looking forward to since before, uh, before the playoffs started. And uh, I'm kind of hoping we get it. So as you look at this, Jeff, and, and you kind of play it out, the Eastern Conference series that is most interesting to me is, is Tampa Bay and Florida. I mean, Tampa Bay has done this so many times, and they just find a way, and they're at their best, and whenever they lose, we know they win the next game in the postseason. What do you think about this matchup? Because Florida's gotten a lot of hype. The trade for Giroux had a great regular season. Um, Tampa Bay, I'm seeing right now a series favorite. Florida plus 122 where I see it. Um, what, what do you make of this series, Tampa Bay and Florida? Yeah, you've got a team with no playoff experience versus the team that won the cup the last two years. Uh, I think the the Braden Point injury matters quite a bit. I think last night's game was a whole heck of a lot closer than the score made it out to be. I think either team could have won that game. Uh, And I think it's going to be a lot of the same going forward. I think people might be underestimating just how good this Florida team is. Um I think this series goes far. I think it goes at least six, if not seven. Uh, I think, you know, plus a dollar and a quarter on the Panthers now to win the series uh, seems like a good bet. I ran uh, my numbers last night. It came up with about minus a dollar ten on on Tampa. Uh, yeah, you can throw in a little bit of uh, the playoff juice, so to speak, on on uh, on Tampa. But I, I just think that this Florida team is really, really good. They're resilient. I don't know how many times during the regular season they were dead and buried after two periods and come back to win. Uh, yeah, the playoffs are a different animal. Yeah, this Tampa team's a different animal, but uh, don't don't sleep on Florida. Uh, low, low total tonight, five and a half between the Rangers and the Canes. What are you expecting from Igor moving forward? 
I mean, Igor is Igor. Uh, you could only expect him to be excellent. Uh, if he's not, the Rangers have less than zero chance to win. Uh, these two teams played, I want to say, four times this year, in which three of them, Carolina completely dominated from start to finish. Uh, the Rangers, notoriously not a, a good five-on-five team at all when Carolina is excellent in that spot. Uh, I think there's Carolina has absolutely every advantage in this series outside of goalie. Uh, maybe the power play. Uh, Carolina stays out of the box uh, and gets good enough goaltending from Ranta. I, I honestly think this series price is really light. Uh, I laid a dollar eighty-five. I think there's still some dollar eighty-five and dollar ninety out there. Uh, this matchup is, to me, is heavily favoring Carolina. Uh, the only way the Rangers can win is if Igor is, uh, you know, ten out of ten. Igor. Jeff, let's talk some golf here. PGA Championship starting tomorrow, uh, and this one is at Southern Hills. We haven't seen a, a major here in quite some time. It's been a revamped course. It's won the wind, and just the area is going to play into this. Um, big picture thoughts before we get to some golfers and, and who you like just on this course, on, on how you think it might play, and, and how weather and wind might, might affect the PGA Championship this weekend. Well, the wind's definitely going to affect it the first couple of days. Uh, yesterday, they looked like uh, the late, uh, excuse me, the early late tee time breakdown was going to have a big advantage. Uh, that came back a little bit today. It looks like Thursday, for the most part, there's not going to be too much of a difference from the beginning to the end of the day. The big advantage still is on Friday. Uh, I'm seeing gusts to 40 uh, early in the morning on Friday. Uh, it's going to remain windy throughout the day, but it's going to start to calm down a bit. Uh, you know, one, two o'clock local time. So the players going out late in the day on Friday uh, might have half a shot advantage over the guys that go out early, uh, which could turn out to be big. Um, the course is long. The greens are small, uh, which tells me the players who are the best iron players on tour are the ones that are going to thrive uh, with the wind blowing like it is. Uh, players are going to miss some greens. Uh, having a good short game and good touch around uh, around the greens will be helpful as well. That's the the two skill sets that I'm looking for. Uh, where are the bets coming in on uh, w- with this tournament? And uh, any uh, any anything that stood out as far as respected money on specific golfers? You know, as far as the public goes, the ticket count is not really like there's no golfer that's far and away ahead of anyone else. Scheffler's in the lead now, but he's not by any stretch of the imagination a runaway leader in that department. Uh, There's been a couple of moves. Uh, The the one that kind of cracks me up almost is Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, We were dealing, I want to say about 45 to 1, maybe 10, 12 days ago. Nobody wanted him. He goes out and he plays well at a course that's not remotely correlated to the one that uh, they're playing this week. Uh, we're down to 21 to one and they cannot get enough of them. Uh, this number is far, far too short. My opinion. Yeah. Can he go out and win? Absolutely. Uh, should you take a number in the low twenties to find out? Absolutely not. Uh, another guy a little bit further down the board. That's been absolutely clobbered at the window is Cameron young. Uh, we opened him 175 to one, a couple days after the masters. And we got as low as 55 uh, a couple days ago. We're up to 59 now. Uh, he's a guy that, yeah, he has never won on the PGA tour, but he's hitting the ball incredibly. And he's kind of been in and around the lead a few times, uh, figures to play well, but uh, again, at this number, uh, 
really pounded. I'm not sure 60 to one is, is there for the taking, but maybe if you can find an 80 or an 85, it might be a little bit more interesting. Jeff Jordan Spieth going for the career grand slam. Um, are the tickets coming in on him? I feel like he's going to be the story, especially if he gets off to a good start. He's going to be the story. I, I imagine um, some public betters are going to be want to, want to be on that. I, I'm seeing 17 to one. What are your thoughts on Spieth and, and are the tickets coming in on him this weekend? Yeah, he's popular as well, and he's actually popular with some of the bigger uh, public betters. He's a pretty good loser for us. Uh, we, we, I believe we opened him 47-1 a couple of days after the Masters, and ever since the Masters, he's been one of the best uh, tee-to-green players on tour. Uh, he's, he got as low as 15-1 to in our pool. He's drifted back out to 16-1. to uh, If he's going to hit his irons the way he's hit them, uh, in his last few events, he's absolutely uh, in contention to be around on Sunday. Uh, you know, you look at the top of the board and just, I mean, there's so little separating the guys at the top and, and any of these guys uh, could play well and win this week. Jeff, uh, for this event, I mean, typically with majors, we're, we're staying near the top of the board, always with the masters. And I'd say for most majors, uh, as far as this one, can can we see some sort of a, a fill repeat? Do you do you think it's worth any dart throws, any numbers north of fifty? Yeah, there's a couple guys out there. You know, another guy that's really got blasted at the window, Mito Pereira, a rookie in the fall, played really really well. Looked like he kind of was on the cusp of winning in his weekly event numbers. He was twenty five, thirty, thirty five to one most weeks. Well, he kind of fell out of form for a while, and he's played well of late. Uh, he was as high as 300 to 1. He's down below 150 to 1 at our shop. Uh, he's taken quite a bit of interest, and he might uh, he might be worth a small stab, and I would say he's definitely worth a stab in your, your derivative-type top 20, top 10 markets. Uh, he's a guy that uh, is kind of under the radar, trending a bit. Uh, another guy that has attracted some interest Hasn't done much in majors, but Sam Burns in and around 50 to one. Uh, every time he's involved on Sunday, he's he's there till the end. He's won a few times. Uh, he's not going to back down in the face of pressure with these guys. So he's another one that if he's around on Sunday, he absolutely can win this event. Jeff, Will Zalatoris is a name that comes up on our show a lot, and we're trying to decide whether to jump back on or stay away because we've been burned before. Uh, what's your thought on Zalatoris as we head into this tournament uh, and where he sits, uh, you know, maybe what a chance to, to do something big? Yeah, Zalatoris, one of the best iron players on tour, and he just he seems like an automatic top 10 every time he tees it up. Uh, my only skepticism with him is I'm not sure his short game's good enough. That being said, uh, if he hits his irons as well as he can, he is in the good part of the draw. He's going out late on Friday. Uh, is he ready to win a major? I think his game is good enough to be ready to win a major. And, you know, he's kind of, when all these guys up top take money, somebody's got to drift out. He's one of the guys that got as low into the mid-30s. Now you can kind of find 40, maybe in the mid-40s. I think maybe, you know, something in the mid-40s seems like a pretty good bet. And I would think the way he hits his irons, he's absolutely live to win. Jeff, I think it's hilarious, uh, all, all the buzz off the charts with Tiger at the Masters last month. And like, we're having a lot of golf conversations with guests like you. We're talking about it for 10 minutes, PGA Championship, and we for, you kind of forget about Tiger. You said as far as the public bets, nobody's really standing out. When Tiger's involved and you get a good number, 
he typically does stand out. So uh, is there anybody betting him? And what do you think happens? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're taking our fair share of Tiger money. Like I said, all the, the ticket count is all kind of jammed in, but his number is the biggest of all the people they're betting. So we have some liability. Uh, mm -hmm. I just kind of made the decision yesterday morning. We got as low as 86 to one, I believe yesterday, you know, money would come in. And the way we manage our pools, when we shorten a guy, we got to lengthen guys and got to keep the whole percentage about the same. So just kind of made the decision yesterday that he's not going to win. And I've just been drifting him out, drifting him out. We just went to 104 to one a few minutes ago, just before I got on the air with you guys. And uh, he's, unless we take a bet of substance on him, I'm just going to keep drifting him out. I mean, we all watched him play at the masters watching Sunday. Sunday was a tough watch watching him hobble around trying to hit shots and uh, i don't remember what he shot but it was a very big number uh if he was in contention on sh sunday i will be thoroughly shocked uh I, to me he's he's a legend he's the best ever but it's like i, I believe father time is uh, passing him on at this point jeff does and it's obviously unique but like when, when someone like tiger who is not a great player anymore gets a lot of tickets does that make it difficult to move like you said you, when some a lot comes in on one guy you move the numbers around try to even it out does it make it difficult obviously you're not no one's going to complain about tickets coming in on any golfer before a major but does, does someone like tiger make it difficult to to kind of make the math work and move the odds around believe it or not it makes it easier if you're okay with stomaching the big red number when he wins uh mm -hmm. you, you just have to ask yourself like managing a golf pool with a really low hold percentage, you're just going to have guys you lose to. You just have to know who you can stomach to lose to. And if Tiger wins, fine, because yeah, we're going to take a beating if he wins, but the people betting Tiger Woods are the same people that are going to take that money and continue to bet. And they're just going to enjoy it. They're going to bet the golf. They're going to bet Tiger and it, it keeps the public happy. So yeah, it's to me, it's, it's a liability I don't want to say you can ignore, but you can kind of look past because you just kind of know as a bookmaker, there are teams or there are players you're just going to lose to when Tiger is on that list. And obviously 10, 12 years ago, yeah, maybe Tiger, I wouldn't want to have that liability. But now if, if Tiger wins, I just tip my hat and uh, you take your medicine, you move on the next week. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, really looking forward to uh, checking out these golf numbers and betting into them later in the year when Circa is in the Illinois market. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds left. got to mention Kepka. Where are you guys on Kepka? And uh, is he a concern? Any liability there? Because it's PGA Championship. Never know. We, we got, we're we probably about break even to him now. We got as high as 40, and 40 was the number that drew interest from some players. Uh, we're down to 37 now, and I feel like 30 to 35 to 40 is the correct range for Kepka. Not as good of a golfer as the guys up top, but he brings his game when it comes to a major. So, yeah, more than 40 to 1 is probably worth a bet, in my opinion. Great stuff, Jeff. We appreciate it. He was on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for, for ED, all for the comfort and price of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Lightning bets, home run props, our PGA picks. We got a lot to hit on X in Lightning Bets right here on the Becky All Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.